Welcome to Bookstore Explorer, the show where we go behind the shelves with booksellers to celebrate the magic of independent bookstores. I'm author and bookseller Matt Browning. My guest this week is Stacy Harden. Now, Stacy has had a lifelong love of bookstores, even drawing her own imaginary bookstore layouts in her journal when she was young with the hope of someday owning one. So years later, she took over ownership of the Peoria Book Rack, a store that has been around for decades. In fact, she even shopped there when she was a child. So Stacy tells us how she expanded what was a small store into a much larger space with around 100,000 books and gifts. That's a really, really cool story, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So come along as we go bookstore exploring. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to Bookstore Explore. It's nice to have you here. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. I first learned about you a few months ago when I did my little map of places I had yet to feature on this show. Um, so I'm glad to finally finally be able to connect and get you on. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I like to start each show with the guest sort of walking us through their shop and giving our listeners, you know, kind of a physical description of the space. So so let's pretend we've just walked into your shop and kind of take us on a tour. Okay, that sounds great. So when you first walk in, you're going to be greeted with our counter. Um, and if you go to the right, that's where most of our adult fiction is, like romance and sci-fi fantasy and westerns and all that really good stuff. And then back into the main area where the counter is, we have a very large bookish gift shop with all kinds of great things, puzzles and candies and socks and all kinds of really fun stuff. And if you go down past the counter, we have a hallway there that I was trying to figure out something neat to do. So what I ended up doing was calling it Horror Hall. And so in the hallway, we built bookcases, and that's where all of our horror books are. And we actually have, like, spooky lights in there, and we have bloody handprints on the wall and all kinds of really cool things to fit that vibe. And then off to the left of that hallway, we are building our spicy romance room, which is, and it's a very large room. I had recently put in a smaller spice room, and it is so popular that we actually have lines of people waiting to get into that room. So wow. I decided, I know, so I decided <laughs> I needed to make a much, much larger room for that. And the cool thing about this room is that that I'm moving it to. Um, even though it's off Horror Hall, which, you know, we've got horror books and then romance, which doesn't seem like it would be a great fit. But it kind of makes sense because the kids don't like to go down Horror Hall because it's scary. So I know they'll stay out of the spicy romance room. So it, it might work out really well that way. <laughs> so that's what's going to be down there. And then um, if you don't go down Horror Hall and you come in and you go the other way, that's going to be an extension of our gift shop area because our gift shop's really quite large. And um, we actually have our own soy candle company. We make our own bookish candles here in the store. So we sell those over there with the candles and the melts. And we have things like incense and journals and fun stuff like that over there. We also have our young adult section, our cozy mystery section, our classics. And then in the back, the very back, we have a very, very large kids area. 
So we have two picture book rooms, and then we have a very large chapter book middle school room, complete with a Narnia wardrobe with the beautiful painting in the background, the lit up lamppost, and the fur coats. So a lot of people come here just to see the Narnia wardrobe. I mean, it sounds like a pretty big space. What's your square footage, Tina? Uh, 3,500 square foot. Okay. How many books do you have at any given time? You know, I at least 100,000. And that's new and used, mostly used books. But we have started to carry quite a bit of new books. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that um, I was surprised to find that people would would buy at the used bookstore. And so now I've been adding more and more of them. <laughs> You know, at my shop, we found the same thing. We started mostly used and ha- there was a bigger appetite for new. So it's nice to know where I guess we're not alone in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was doing a little bit of homework. The shop has been around for quite a long time. Can you take us back to the beginning and how it opened? Yes. Yeah, so it actually opened in 1970, which is the year I was born. <laughs> so obviously I was not the one here. Uh, but fast forward 12 years when I was 12 years old, I did shop here. Um, It was just a little bitty store. It was only a thousand square foot. Um, My dad used to bring me here on Saturdays and I um, absolutely loved like those teenage romance books. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm coming here and just buy them like crazy. And then about a year or two later, I progressed into Harlequin romances. And the store at the time had lots and lots of those. Um, In fact, I think it was probably more a Harlequin romance bookstore, to be honest with you. Um, So I just would read those. I devoured those. And um, I I love the store so much that I had dreamt in my mind that someday I would own it. And throughout the years, I actually would get like when anytime I felt stressed or anything, I always felt comforted, one, reading books, but two, getting out journals and designing a bookstore. And I would design complete campaigns, like how I would market it and how I would set it up and and having all the different theme areas. And so when I did finally take this store over in 2016, it was still the little bitty store of a thousand square foot. Um, I knew it was like I moved right in. I knew exactly what to do because I had been doing it in my mind for so long. That's kind of fascinating. So then what, how did you come to, to own it? Well, um, I, it was so strange. One day I was just driving by with my husband and I looked over and I said, oh my gosh, that store is still there. And I said, I always wanted to own it. And then a couple hours later, my husband, um, he came to me and he said, well, I called them and they said that they want to sell it. And so I I thought, oh my gosh. And I, I didn't know that he was serious about it, but he was. If if I wanted it, he said I could have it. And so I just went in and talked to the young man that had it. Um, he had bought it from the other owners that had it all those years when I used to come. And uh, he was ready to sell. He had only had it for two years. He discovered it really wasn't his thing and he wanted to get rid of it. And so I bought it from him. That's wild. Yeah. And it happened so fast. Like (laughs) we called him in August and on September 30th, he handed me the keys. It was mine. So it was just so fast how it all happened. Now, had you been in book selling? I'm sorry. Had you been in book selling before that? Nope. I had not. But I had had my uh, soy candle company for, oh gosh, 13 years at that time. So I was really good at, you know, going out and talking to people and selling things because I would go to craft shows and, 
and, you know, all, all those things. So I had a lot of selling experience uh-huh. and then I love books so much that to me, it just, it just felt like home. Hmm. As soon as I came in, you know, I, I started immediately taking out all of the books that they had because they still, I'm pretty sure had the same Harlequin romances in there that were in there when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just immediately started moving all of that out. Um, I think the first weekend I had it, I probably had half the store just torn out. And I started to rebuild it from scratch in the way that I wanted it, in the way that I saw it in my mind all throughout all those years of of doing the journaling. It sounds like, I mean, did you do a lot of remodeling? Did you expand the square footage or or was it yeah. there and just not being utilized well or what? Well, it, it, one, it was not being utilized well, that's for sure. So I, you know, I redid all that. I took out shelving and built put in other shelves, painted and and did things like that for sure. And then I knew that I really wanted it to be bigger. Um, there was a, a, a eye doctor next door and I kept asking him, are you going to move out? Or are you going to ever move out? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like looking at me like, no, I'm not going anywhere. We've, we've been here as long as your bookstore has. My dad had this store. And I just kept saying, I, you know, I really would like to have your space. <laughs> so then it was funny because one day the landlord came to me and he said, guess what? They're leaving. He said, do you want it? I said, 100%. So he moved out in a month. I tore through the wall and immediately had this next section added to the other. So I went from a thousand square footage to 25, uh, 23, 50, 24, something like that. And then two years later, the people that were in the space next door, I ended up taking that space over too. So then now we're at like 3,500 square foot total. Oh, I was going to say, and I built everything very quickly because I knew exactly where I wanted everything to be. Well, I was, that was kind of going to be my question. Did you save any of those old drawings or at least maybe in your head you had them and you kind yes, of knew what you wanted? Were, yes, they were in my head. And another strange thing is, is I'm one of those people who love to manifest things in my mind. So when I go to bed at night, I will tell myself, okay, I need to figure this out. How am I going to put this together? This is what I want the end result to be. So how am I going to do it? And I will go to sleep and I'll literally wake up in the middle of the night and I'll have my answer. I, I do very strange things like that. I always have. I, I don't know why. I just think my brain, I have ADHD severely. So I just think my brain is constantly thinking even when I'm asleep. <laughs> so it'll wake me up. I'll have the answer. And in the morning, I come right in the store and I'm just immediately moving things to to where it needs to go. So it's really kind of fun. What kind of feedback have you gotten from maybe customers who have been with the shop through all of its iterations to see what you've done with it now? Oh my gosh, they love it. Um, People come in all the time, even now, and they're just like, I cannot believe how you have built up this store. It's incredible. Um, That always makes me feel good. Um, I I love getting good customer feedback. I love when they're excited about the things that I've done. And I will be honest, I'm constantly changing things around. So I know a lot of people come in just to see what I've done. Because they're like, I know you moved something around. Let me see what you're done, what you've done with the place. And and of course, you know, I do post a lot of this stuff on uh, social media. I'm very transparent on there, so mm-hmm. everybody pretty much knows every single thing I'm doing from one minute to the next. You mentioned some of the, you know the the bigger sections you have. What are what what tends to sell well for you? What are some of your most popular kind of genres? Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated 
to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. Well, romance is very popular, even just like your regular mass market, Nora Roberts, Debbie McComber type romances. Mm -hmm. Um, But the spicy romance is incredibly popular right now. I've always done extremely well with kids and young adult. Uh, Classics are really big sellers and psychological thrillers. I would say that those are probably my largest selling genres and have been pretty steadily since since the beginning. As you've added more new books to your inventory, how are you deciding, you know, what new books to stock? You know, I listen to my customers. So whatever they're Mm -hmm. I'm hearing repeated over and over again, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? I take notes of that. And then that's what I buy. I'm interested to hear more a little bit about your candle company, too, because you've sort of integrated it into the shop, right? Yes. Yes, because when I first, I mean, I was doing candles for 13 years before I even had the store. So I did mostly your normal candles, you know, hot apple pie and pumpkin and things like that. But then when I took the store over, you know, when you have a bookstore, the sky is the limit because there's just so much material out there that you can use in in pretty much anything that you decide to do. And so I decided that I thought it would be fun to put a bookish spins on my candles. And so I come up with really creative, fun names. And, and, you know, I do a lot of snarky stuff too, which sells very well. People like that. Um, Like what what are some examples? Well, (laughs) you know, I have ones like calm the F down, but but with (laughs) the actual word, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Christmas time, I I did one. It it was um, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, but it was like, (laughs) oh, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I've I've got my naughty line and my nice line. So I've got Christmas Carol, which is really nice. And then I've got one that says... um, you know, like I want that package, <laughs> you know, the, the <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know, the naughty and nice thing um, sells really, really well. And of course, the naughty sells more than the nice. Of course. <laughs> you know, and then I have your regular stuff like book boyfriend and dark romance and and enchanted bookstore and really fun things like that, too. And they all sell really well. Can people and get those of- like online or, or other yeah, places? Yeah. So- Yep. Yeah. So um, I sell on a wholesale marketplace to other stores and we're in over 400 stores now across the country. Wow. And yeah. And then, of course, you know, I sell in my store and then I have a website and people buy all the time and I ship out all over. So that's been really fun. Now, do you stick to just selling things or do you do kind of events in the store like book clubs or anything like that? Yeah, we do have, we actually have a regular book club and then we have a smut book club. (laughs) (laughs) And I can tell you which one's more popular. I have probably (laughs) consistently 17 to 20 people that come a month for the smut book club. And then maybe. I mean, that's a pretty sizable group. It it really is. Yeah. And and they're very funny in there, as I'm sure you can imagine. So we do book clubs and then I'll do author signings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do, I like, I do every year for um, 
independent bookstore day, I always pick a theme and we'll have a big bash for the community. And so like for 2023, I did an Alice in Wonderland theme. And we made t-shirts that said, we're all mad here. And so I pre-sold those. And then I had told everybody, I had like 50 tote bags that also said, we're all mad here, filled with all kinds of swag that I got from other businesses throughout the community. And then I told people, you know, the first 50 people to to buy, get a free swag bag. And I'm, and we had vendors out front, local authors that set up tables and vendors that sold like um, craft items that were bookish themed out front. And I will tell you, we probably had at least 500 people come to that event. It was so packed in here, packed outside all day. It was amazing. We talked a little bit bit about the response from customers, but I mean, it sounds like you've probably had a fantastic response from the community at large, maybe people who had never even been in before. Is that the case? Yeah, we have. I mean, I'm constantly getting new people in here. On our Facebook page, we have over 14,000 followers, which I think is pretty sizable for, you know, I mean, it's a bookstore. So Mm -hmm. to have that many followers is just really incredible. Um, so we we do have a huge community presence. Um, I do chalk a lot of it up. I do a lot of community outreach. Literacy is a really big deal to me. I'm also a dyslexia therapist. I have a master's degree in education and a postgraduate certification in dyslexia tutoring. So I have students, I've had students since 2015 that I still work with um, teaching them how to read. Literacy is really important to me. So I give away a lot of books. Um, thousands and thousands of them a year. Um, I helped our local school district put up little free libraries at every single school. And and then what I do is I give out boxes of books for them to put in these to give to the kids for free. I have a little free library outside of my store, plus a cart, and I put out free books every single day. Today, I actually was blessed with over 1,200 brand new copies of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And I split I on your them, Facebook page. Yeah, and I put them out front, and I gave them away to the community, and they were gone in four hours. Wow. And our store was just jam-packed all day with people coming in, supporting me for doing those kind of things for the community. Mm-hmm. So I think it is a love relationship a reciprocal one between me and the community because, you know, I love them because they support me and they appreciate, you know, the things that I I do here because I do it for them, but, and they love me because I'm constantly wanting to do more and more for them. So it just works out really well. It sounds like it. Now I want to move into one of my favorite questions to ask, and it's what are some of your favorite books that you love to hand sell to customers? So I love Stephen King. (laughs) I mean, I'm probably sure most people do. I do like to um, hand sell a lot of his stuff. But I'll be honest, um, I like one of my most favorite books is called The Talisman. And it is one of the least represented books, I think, that he has. And I think it is just a fantastic story. And so I'm always telling everybody about that book. Another author is John Saul. He's a horror author from, you know, the early 80s, probably 70s, 80s, uh, same time, I think, as Stephen King. I think he's not represented as well as he could be. He's he's so such a great author. And so I do tell people about him who like horror. Um, I'm not so much into those, you know, romance novels I used to read as a kid, but I do like these spicier ones. So I do hand sell those a lot. 
I'm also really big into fantasy books. So I love like the new, you know, Fourth Wing and huh. Court of Thorns and Roses. I mean, uh, th- I really love those. So I'm constantly telling people about those too. I imagine those are probably in your new inventory, huh? Yes, because they <laughs> very rarely ever come in used. So I'm constantly um, selling those new, of course. <laughs> Where do you get your used inventory? So I have a trade program here. Um, what I do is people bring me in books. I'll look through them, keep what I can use. And say they bring me 12 books, I, I put 12 books on their account. And that means they can get 12 of my used books for half price. Okay. So we get a lot of books that way. Um, also, people just give them to me. They're like, here, we love what you do. Um, here, just take them, sell them. We want you to stay open. So just here they are. They're yours. Speaking so I- of, you know, people telling you they want you to stay open. How are you feeling several years into this now and you went through the pandemic and, you know, I want to say we've kind of emerged from that um, a little bit. How are you feeling in terms of the bookstore industry? I feel like the bookstore industry has exploded since COVID because a lot of people were at home, of course. I mean, Mm -hmm. everybody was at home. And so what were you going to do, right? So we're watching TV, we're playing games, and now we're reading books again. I think a lot of people rejuvenated their love for books because there was nothing else to do. And um, during COVID, you know, I sold a ton of books because we did boredom survival packs, which my friend Nicole from Betty's Pages, she came up with that idea and told me, yeah, go ahead, do it, do it. So I did. And we put together these packs and I sold a gazillion of them to people. And that's what helped us stay open during the pandemic. And um, I just think a lot of people just had a renewed interest in reading. And then another thing that I think is responsible for for the love of reading coming on strong again is the uh, book talk from yeah. like Instagram and TikTok that has just really made reading books explode, especially with the younger people. And I love it seeing all of these teenagers and 20-somethings coming in here, just leaving with stacks and stacks of books. It's so exciting to see. Now, as we, you know, move into 2024, and you said you change things around around a lot. So so what's coming up next for you? Do you know yet what what's coming down the pike for the new year? Yeah, so I have a whole bunch of things in mind for 2024. I'm going to do more events. Um, Actually, I also did what was called Peoria Book Fest the year uh, before COVID, and I rented this 26,000 square foot building, and I had a book festival. And we had vendors and um, authors, and it was just amazing. We were jam-packed all day. It was so exciting. And then when I booked for the second year, that's when COVID hit, and we canceled it, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking I want to start that back up again in 2024. I'd like to have more events at my store. I'd like to do some boozy book fairs, um, which is getting together with local pubs and doing like adult book fairs. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to add some new things to my store. I'm getting more into like greeting cards, um, real fun, snarky ones. Um, I'm, I'm adding that line to my store. I'd like to add more um, gift bags and things like that because we get asked for that a lot. So there's going to be new um, sidelines I'm going to carry, try out. Um, Of course, you know, adding this much larger spicy romance room. Um, Those are just a few of the things. I've got a whole whole notebook written down of ideas. 
<laughs> we need to check in again next at the end of next year and yeah, at yeah. the end of 2024 and works. see. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Now I know you kind of you kind of had to close your door a little bit to record it with me, so I'm going to not keep you too long. But one of the things I always kind of end each show with is this concept that bookshops are magical places. It's something I've heard time and time and again over the years of doing this. So I always ask each guest, you know, when you hear that a bookshop's a magical place, what does that what does that mean to you? Um, I agree 100%. I think bookstores are completely magical. Um, you come inside here, and there's just a whole world available to you. You can read about dragons and love and going into space and just really the sky's the limit. <clears throat> There's so many, I, it's just such a wonderful feeling. And bookstores, um, some of my favorite that are like myself that have <clears throat> experiences all over throughout their their spaces. Um, I think that that even makes the magical experience even better. Like we have um pieces of our our favorite stories just everywhere like the narnia wardrobe we have a harry potter mural with a, a working train and hanging harry potter lights and we've got in one of the corners uh charlotte's web with charlotte hanging from it and it says some pig on it and i mean we just have things like that throughout our store and people love that they they think it's magical to have pieces of their favorite books being represented for them throughout the store so i 100 percent think that bookstores are magic you know i want to i want to toss this last question out there too you know, as you're maybe winding down the day and you're you're turning off the lights and you're getting ready to leave and maybe you look around, do you ever flash back on that young girl who used to shop there so many years ago? And and how does that make you feel to see what you've been able to do with the space now? That That is such a wonderful question because I was just talking to my husband maybe two weeks ago about this because I will just sit here sometimes and look around my store and just think, oh my God, I cannot believe that I have managed somehow to build this, this amazing space. I mean, it's just so cozy here. I've got a big painting here that says, this is my happy place. And, and it really is sometimes I don't even want to go home and I love my home, but it's, there's just something so wonderful about the space that I've created here. And I think my customers feel that when they come in and I just am in awe about having, having done this. I mean, I, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it is such an incredible feeling and it brings tears to my eyes all the time. You know, some things like that. Can't really be put into words, can they? Yeah, it's just this ma this amazing feeling that you have, and it's just it's just amazing. <laughs> Man, thank you so much for for being with me and sharing your story. Before we go, tell folks how they can find you. Um, toss out your social media handles and your website, and even your physical address. Yes. Okay. So I am Peoria Book Rack at forty four zero eight North Knoxville in Peoria, Illinois. Uh, my website's peoriabookrack.com and my Facebook, Instagram, everything is Peoria Book Rack. So if you put that in, um, you'll find me. It's really easy. Well, Stacey, thank you so much for sharing your story and for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Bookstore Explorer is produced and hosted by me, Matt Browning. Our theme music is Come Right Back to You by Max Hickson. You can follow all my bookstore explorations at bookstoreexplorer.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Bookstore Explorer. And follow us on Twitter at Bookstore EXPLR. 
Thanks for listening.